Hi, I'm Rochelle Gray. Over the past 20 years, I have struggled with the symptoms of seasonal affective disorder, but now I think it's time for a change. Join me in my journey of discovery as I find ways to manage the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual symptoms of depression. You know, we all need someone who understands what we're going through. So I'm here reaching out to you, and I hope you'll follow along as I learn about the causes, the symptoms, and the treatments available for SAD. Get ready to learn something new and maybe even see yourself in a whole new light. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Sad Self. Did you know that yesterday was the winter equinox? The days are starting to get longer. Might only be a few seconds or a few minutes every day, but the days are getting longer, and that is a positive thing. I know it might not seem like it. It might be you go to work in the dark, you come home in the dark, but scientifically, every day is a little bit longer. So, what does that mean to us, our sad sufferers? Winter is long, and fortunately, the equinox starts in December, and we still have January, February, March, April even to get through. But we don't want to deal with the dread. We don't want to look to the future. We want to deal with the now. And one of the best things you can do for yourself is to set up some type of a routine. We all focus better and we all feel better when we have some type of a routine. Whether you get up in the morning and you go for your coffee or you go straight for the shower, whatever you do, having a routine creates consistency in your day. You know what to do, you know when to do it, and you know why you're doing it. So I just wanted to talk to you about Mel Robbins. Her book, she has two books out. One is called The Five Second Rule and the other is called The High Five Habit. And both books are really beneficial. If you have a chance to pick up either of them, I really recommend it. One of the things that I learned from her first book, The Five Second Rule, is as she was saying, she was in a very depressed state. She was running out of money and you can read the story for yourself. But what she decided was that she would create a five-second rule. So as soon as you open your eyes in the morning, you basically do a countdown. You're going to count down five, four, three, two, one, and you're going to launch yourself out of bed. And you want always want to do a countdown because a countdown leads to zero, which means you have to take action. If you were counting the other way, one, two, three, four, five, well, you can always go six, seven, eight, nine, ten, which leads to infinity, and you could lay in bed forever counting. So the five-second rule is a countdown, and when you hit zero, you're going to launch yourself out of bed. The next thing you want to do when you get up and your feet hit the floor, you're going to turn around, you're going to make your bed. Statistically, you're less likely to go back to bed if your bed is already made. So make your bed and head off to the bathroom. Now, she uses the five-second rule for anything. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you come to a decision in your life or a point where you need to decide to take action, don't allow yourself to think. Just allow yourself that five, four, three, two, one, and do it. The reason why that works so well is that your brain doesn't have a chance to think of reasons why you shouldn't do it. You're concentrating on counting and your brain doesn't have a chance to say, oh, I shouldn't do that because... You're going to avoid all of those negative thoughts. You just count down and you do it. You can use the five-second rule for anything. And her whole book is about 
different people around the world that she's helped, different ways people use it, different ways people have adapted it. It's actually a really good read, and it's very positive. She's a great writer. The second book, The High Five Habit, comes into play when you're standing in the bathroom, and you're looking at yourself in the mirror, and you're thinking about all the things that you don't want to do that day, because that's the way our sad sufferers are. We don't want to face the day. We don't want to deal with the things that we have to deal with. And so we procrastinate and we spend too much time in our own heads thinking about things that we probably shouldn't be thinking about. We're dealing with the future. We're not living in the now. So the high five habit, you're going to put your hand up. You're going to slap the mirror with your hand and give yourself a high five. Scientifically, we cannot do a high five without feeling a rush of positivity. When you're a child, you're taught, give me a five, and you slap hands, and you smile, and you giggle, and you think it's fun. When you're playing sports, high five when, when somebody scores, when somebody does something great, when you come in first, when you win the championship, high fives all around. High five is associated with positivity. It boosts your serotonin. It gives you a rush of happiness. There's no way you can give yourself a high five and feel depressed. It's just not physically possible because your body is producing hormones for positivity. So what she suggests is after you've made your bed and you walk to the bathroom, look in the mirror and give yourself a pep talk. Tell yourself, today is going to be a good day. Today I have the strength. I have the positivity. I have the wherewithal to do the things that I need to do to make today count. You're going to talk to yourself about positive things. If you think you have pretty eyes, talk about your eyes. I have such pretty eyes. Or maybe you have a great laugh. Tell yourself, today I'm going to laugh more because that's a great sound. You're going to talk about the day. You're going to promote happiness inside yourself. And then you're going to put your hand up and give yourself a high five in the mirror. And I have a bunch of friends that I meet with every week. I have a group of ladies who we are all supporting each other in our business endeavors. And we've incorporated this high five whenever we sign off. We're spread out across the continent and we still give each other the high five in the camera and we all giggle and laugh and that's the last thing we do before we sign off. And it's really a positive thing. Yes, doing a high five in the mirror is positive for yourself, but doing it with other people boosts everyone's feelings. So it's really a beneficial thing to do. Every time you have an opportunity, if you can think of a reason, Give a high five to somebody. You're going to make themselves feel better. The whole point of this is to have a ritual, right? Have a routine, create consistency. Launch yourself out of bed, five, four, three, two, one, launch. Make your bed and go to the bathroom and give yourself that pep talk and give yourself a high five and really make yourself feel important. Now, one of the other things that I do is I've started to use light therapy in my routine in the morning. A lot of people think it's not real, that it's just some weird, wonky tradition, something somebody created to sell light lamps. There's been all kinds of testing done in the labs, even in outer space, on how light therapy can work to boost our serotonin levels. Light therapy isn't just a matter of sitting in front of a light bulb. The light boxes that you can purchase are made to include the full spectrum of light without the UV. Tanning bed is not the same as a light therapy box tanning bed has UV, which is why you get a suntan. You're not going to get a suntan sitting in front of a light therapy box. The boxes themselves can be anywhere from 2,000 to 10,000 lux. And what's a lux? 
Lux is really like the level of light that your eye perceives. So on a bright sunny day, if you're laying in the sun on a beach, you're looking at about 130,000 lux, whereas a cloudy day could be as low as 1,000. Rarely good light boxes are adjustable and you can adjust the light anywhere from 2,000 to 10,000 lux. Now, if you're just using it as a light therapy to reduce the symptoms of SAD, it doesn't cure SAD, but it does reduce the symptoms, then you're going to want a box that has 10,000 lux. Anything less than that, you're not getting the full effect. Like I said before, good boxes can be adjustable. Lower wavelengths or warm light can actually help you sleep. So you could adjust them to a lower level and use them in the evening to make you sleepy. And then in the morning, you can adjust them back up to the 10,000 lux or the white light. And that will increase your energy and your mood and make you more productive. So you want to use these lights within two hours of when you first wake up. And you want to have them a certain distance. So usually a 10,000 lux light, you want to be anywhere from 16 to 24 inches away from the light. When you think about it, it's only two feet. So I actually have mine on a shelf in front of my treadmill. So I can turn it on while I'm on the treadmill. My face is less than two feet away from the light at all times. The other thing is you need to have your eyes open. Can't lie down and turn your light on and think that you're getting any benefit from a Light therapy works because your eye is absorbing light, which is stimulating your brain to produce serotonin and stop producing melatonin. If you're laying there with your eyes closed, you're not getting any benefit. So you want to use these lights within two hours when you first wake up, assuming you're putting it in the white light phase, and you're going to want to use it for anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes. Usually you start with 10 minutes and you slowly work your way up, and it's really important to use it consistently. You need to use it every day because it helps reset your circadian rhythm, the internal cloth that's based on daylight and darkness. So your circadian rhythm really controls everything about you when you wake, when you sleep, when you eat, what you eat. If your circadian rhythm is out of sync or it's not running properly because there's less light and your body's producing less serotonin, then your circadian rhythm is all messed up. So having your circadian rhythm sorted out allows you to wake at the right time, sleep at the right time. It can help you with anxiety. It can reduce depression. And one of the best things about light therapy is it helps about 85% of the people who try it. Some people think, well, it's time consuming. I have to do it every day. And again, like I said before, you have to be consistent. You have to do it same time every day. It usually takes about three days before it will start to work depending on how bad your symptoms are. If your symptoms are very general, then you can feel results in as little as three days. But if you have very severe sad symptoms, it could take up to two weeks. So you really need to make sure that you're using it every single day, roughly every the same time, and you're going to use it for the same amount of time. Now, some of the good light boxes are programmable. You can have them come on in the morning just before you wake up with a warm light and slowly increase. Those are called dusk to dawn lights. Some of them have sounds incorporated. So you might hear like birds chirping or whatever when the light starts to come on. And it's going to slowly get brighter and louder until you're in that full white spectrum and you are awake. And then, of course, you're going to do your five second rule. You're going to throw yourself out of bed, make your bed and go do your high five. It's funny because here in North America, light therapy is relatively new. 
a lot of doctors haven't even seen people with SAD disorders because most people with SAD don't get hospitalized. So the doctors haven't had an opportunity to treat people with SAD or even observe people with SAD. So here in North America, it's quite unusual to have your family doctor prescribe light therapy for you. However, in Europe, it's quite common to have light therapy, even in stores and in uh, shopping malls. In some of the coffee shops in Germany, I think it is, you can actually get your coffee with a shot of sunlight because they have little sun lamps on the tables that you can actually pay to have a couple of minutes worth of sun therapy. Years ago, when people were worried about nuclear fallout and people had bomb shelters in their house, pretty much everyone in Sweden had a bomb shelter. And when the Cold War threat disappeared, they installed full-spectrum lights. They would go downstairs into their cellars and they would do their light treatments every day. A lot of the buildings in Europe have full-spectrum lights because they discovered that people work more efficiently. It boosts the productivity. People are less likely to call in sick. Even coal miners have to have light therapy once a day because it actually helps with a black lung disease. Years ago, in a zoo in New York, they put full-spectrum lights in when they improved their security lighting. What they discovered was that the fertility of animals increased because their circadian rhythms were normalized and more of their animals were able to breed in captivity. It's one of the interesting things that has recurred in the last few years as the light boxes have gotten smaller. They've gotten more portable. People have them on their desks and offices. The simple ones, usually you can buy them for around $50 or so, and they're just a standard white light made to improve serotonin levels and decrease melatonin. You can put them on your desk. You can use them by your bedside in the morning when you wake up. Some of the better ones include different light settings, different programmability. You can set them to warm light in the evening to help you fall asleep and white light in the morning to help you wake up. A lot of them are programmable now. You can have 10, 20 minutes, 60 minutes, and a lot of them turn themselves off. One of the newest things that they've come out with are light visors. You kind of wear them like a baseball cap and the lights are up underneath the build of the baseball cap. So as you wander around the house, you're getting your light dosage. The batteries tend to run out very quickly and the light intensity reduces when the batteries start to die. You got to balance the good and the bad together. So if you're somebody who has trouble waking up in the morning, and you often feel sluggish for hours, and you sleep longer than you should, or you just can't get out of bed, then you should use your sad light sometime between 6 and 8 in the morning, and that will boost your levels and get you up and moving. But if you're somebody who wakes up and you're really alert, and you suddenly become tired around lunchtime, even in the summertime, I'll have a 3 o'clock crash where I just kind of need a break or a snack, or something to get me moving again. I don't have sad in the summer, but I still get that low period. And that's when you should use your sad light. So even if you're not a sad sufferer, you can use your light therapy box. Keep it on your desk after your afternoon coffee. Turn your light on. It'll give you the energy and the boost you need to keep you going for the rest of the workday. So you don't have to have seasonal affective disorder or depression to use these lights. They are shown to benefit anybody. It does take some time and some experimenting to figure out what time of the day works best for you, how long you should use it, what levels you should be using it at. One of the interesting things that I've discovered was that 80 to 85% of the people who use light therapy benefit from it. 
It helps reduce their symptoms of anxiety, their symptoms of depression, and their general feeling of well-being. Whereas drugs like Prozac are only 55% effective. Doctors that automatically prescribe drugs probably aren't the best people to go to if you're suffering from seasonal depression or subsyndromal depression that are worse in the winter. You might want to look for a naturopath or because the light boxes aren't that hard to find now and they're not that expensive, you might just want to purchase yourself a light box and see how it works. There are people who don't benefit from light therapy, but like I said, 85% of people get some kind of a benefit from it. So if you're having problems struggling with depression in the wintertime, I would recommend you try light therapy. It's an option that's available to us and it's affordable, so why not give it a try? Now the other thing I should note too, that light therapy boxes do not get warm, they don't heat up. If you buy one that does heat up, then there's something wrong with it. Don't waste your money on the cheapest one you can find. If you are taking antidepressants, there's a chance that you could reduce the amount of drugs you require by using light therapy. But that's something you want to work with your doctor with, and you don't want to play around with your prescriptions. We want to be sure to do everything properly and make sure you're taking the best care of yourself as you can. So having discussed some light therapy, I just wanted to reiterate the importance of having a routine. Really paying attention to promoting your positivity and living in the now and appreciating every moment that you're given. I highly recommend you try reading Mel Robbins' books. Once again, they're called The Five-Second Rule and The High-Five Habit. And really work on creating a routine for yourself. Get out of bed, make your bed, go to the bathroom, high-five yourself, sit and maybe read some of your Mel Robbins' book while you're doing your 10 to 30-minute light therapy. And be sure to be consistent. Make sure you do your routine every day. And you don't necessarily have to stick to what I'm saying. If you like to journal, then maybe use that 10 to 20 minutes you're sitting in front of your light to write in your journal. Some things that you hope to do that day. Write a letter to yourself. I've done this in the past and it's actually very beneficial. Just to tell yourself yesterday was a bad day, but you survived it and you're a champ and today's going to be a better day. You're just basically saying, you know, dear Rochelle, you can do this. You're strong. You're independent. You're amazing. And make sure you tell yourself that. Believe that. Understand that you have the strength to deal with anything, not just depression, not just seasonal affective disorder, but anything that challenges you in life. So have your routine, be kind to yourself, be positive. Try to remember that today is a brand new day. Each moment is a brand new minute that you get to live. So if you take home anything from this episode, take home the idea that you're important, you're worth it, and establishing a routine is something that will help you from day to day, understanding what you are required to do before you leave the house every day. And if you're like me and you don't have a job and you don't leave the house, even just having that routine in the morning so that I set my alarm and I launch myself out of bed and make my bed and do my light therapy and high five and write in my journal or have breakfast or whatever it is that you decide your routine is. Maybe you want to write it down for the first little while until it becomes a habit. Whatever you decide your routine is, make sure you stick to it because you're worth it. You really are. Feel free to send me any of your questions. I have a lot of guests lined up to talk about different ways to deal with stress and anxiety and depression. But if there's something that you really want to hear, then let me know and I will do everything in my power to make sure that I can find somebody to give you all the information you need to hear. If you ever find yourself doubting yourself, please feel free to contact me. And I'll give you a little pep talk and maybe a kick in the butt and let you know how amazingly wonderful you are. 
You might find yourself feeling down and you might feel like you're all alone. You just have to remember, you don't have to be sad by yourself. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. And don't forget to subscribe. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Rochelle Gregg or on Facebook at Rochelle Gregg. Thanks again, and I hope to see you next time.